Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, we are here. Hold on, I'm just getting ready to load up uh, Facebook. Thank you. Praise the Lord, and welcome once again. Um, I'm so glad to have everyone back here. Amen. And we are now doing our series on, hi, Lori, (laughs) but that is Apostle Monhouse. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for our series tonight on If My People. This is our fourth night. Amen. Glory be to God. Thanking the Lord for this. It's been real exciting. As I've been studying, amen, as I've been studying um, this message, I've been real excited about everything that this year is all about. 
Now, the book is very simplistic in itself. Like, we can go through it every night within 15 minutes. But I had decided on doing something extra. Because of us going through Teshuvah, which means go back to God, it really sparked something in me because we were doing it with my people. And I was so excited because I said, Would it be, wouldn't it be nice if I taught about some of the parts of the government? I think that's good because I think we don't know everything that we think we should know. Some of us may even feel inadequate because we really can't talk about things about the government except for what we heard on TV or from other people. Yeah, I think I would like to know more, amen. And as I was going through, I said, you know, they call us for, for us apostles that was, are supposed to be governmental, which means that we are into politics and we can play both sides of the fence. I thought it would be so nice for us to learn more about this, this wonderful country of ours. Yes, we are going through some trials and tribulations, but at least if we put our head to the cloud, oh, my God, this thing dropped on me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I, think, I felt that if we learned more about this country of ours, we'd have more ammunition in our, po- in our pocket to pray for. Amen. <laughs> you fell, yes. Yes, you fell down laughing because you know more people should be listening to this series and we just can't get people interested. But it's okay. I don't mind because as long as they're on Facebook Live, I know that God, amen, he will honor every word and, and whoever wants to be taught shall be taught. Amen. Glory be to God. So tonight, um, I really wanted to work on a little free teaching before I taught on who we're actually going to pray for in the wife in one of the cabinets. Amen. Glory be to God. And I wanted to teach on the separation of church and state. I thought that that was a good place for me to start because I've heard about people talking about it year after year after year after year. And whenever there's a conversation come up about the state and the church, how how did that happen? I, that's how I wanted to know, and and was afraid to really ask. Amen. And I think that's really shameful of us because if it's about our country, just like we had to learn about slavery, just like we have to learn about the Holocaust, just like we had to learn about slavery in Egypt, we should learn about what happened to the separation of church and state, when it happened, why it happened, and even if it really did happen. Amen. I'm just um really wanted to share this piece of this. Amen. And I saw so many versions of this, and I really wanted to dig into this. Uh, so the separation of church and state is a paraphrase from Thomas Jefferson and used by others in re- expressing an understanding of the intent and function of the established clause and free exercise clause of the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, which which reads, Congress shall make no law respecting, Congress should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Okay, so here it is. It's a paraphrase. 
It wasn't really an actual separation. It's just a paraphrase. Oh, praise God. How you doing, Apostle Barnhouse? Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. So here we are. We're finding out that here it is. It was just an expression. See, this is how enemies breaks us all down. Shalom, shalom. Amen. Bless your name. Glory be to God, both of you. Love them. I really love them. Amen. And um, here it is. This is an expression, a paraphrase from a letter written by Thomas Jefferson. Amen. So if we're if we're if we're all saying this, oh, there was this big thank you. If there was this big separation of church and state, and we really have no evidence of it, then why did it happen? Amen. So I'm going to read a little bit more. And if you have any questions, please ask them. I would love to answer them. Amen. So it says, I, the, phase, the phrase separation between church and state is generally traced to a January 1st, 1802 letter by Thomas Jefferson. Amen. Addressed to the Danbury Baptist Association in Connecticut and published in Massachusetts newspaper. Massachusetts. Oh, it's in the middle of something. <laughs> Jefferson wrote, I contemplate with the sovereign sovereigns that the act of the whole American people which declared that their legislator should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. Okay, now I just read it for you. You can go back and research it and go back and look at Wikipedia and see it for yourself. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Hello, Tracy Young. That church and state initially got created because of a letter. There was no actual separation. Amen. Somebody said something, somebody made a mountain out of a molehill and ran with it. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So, Jefferson was echoing the language. Hi, Susan Terry. Please praise the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. So Jefferson was echoing the language of the founder of the Baptist Church in America. His name was Robert, Roger Williams. Amen. I thought that it was shalom, shalom. It was very interesting to hear about him because to find out that he wrote this here, and they used it for the separation of church and state. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it does not say that we keep our beliefs out of government. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Now, here it is, Article 6 
of the United States Constitution also specifies that no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public test under the United States. Amen. So no religious test. And we're constantly being tested. We're constantly being told we need to be tested because this is the laws of this of this country. Amen. So here we are. We're battling out this separation between church and state, and yet we're going on somebody else's opinion of what they wrote in a letter and not something that actually came apart. Jefferson's mentor, a wall of separation, had been cited repeatedly by the United States Supreme Court in Reynolds versus United States. The court wrote that Jefferson comments may be accepted as an authoritative declaration of scope and effect of the First Amendment in Everson versus the Board of Education in 1947. Now, I hope if anybody remember this, this was this woman who's the first, who's the person who took prayer out of schools. So if if you did not remember that, you you should remember that now. She was so this one person was able to take down a whole school system by herself by saying she did not want her son to be praying in school. Now, that's amazing. You get a group of people who fight to get religion in, and yet it takes one person, once, just like look at Satan. Satan himself went, to, went back into heaven. He really didn't belong there anyway because God had already thrown him out, but he went back. Yeah, went back and preached himself a sermon. Amen. Glory be to God. Nobody knows what the sermon title was, but he went and preached the sermon. He preached the sermon so much that it shook heaven. Amen. And yet still when he left, amen, one slingshot in a rock. But once he left, he was able to take one-third of heaven with him. So can you imagine this one woman who she brought along with the way that she thought and nevertheless, the very woman who took this out, her very son is trying to bring it back because she caused such a, a God forgive me for using the words, a damnable act. Because now we, instead of bringing in, yeah, instead of us bringing in books and pens and papers, and now they got metal detectors because people are now bringing guns and knives. And once upon a time, we had to, yeah, we had to worry about them bringing in brass knuckles. But now we've got to worry about them bringing in guns, bringing in poison. I mean, come on now. They're poisoning each other now. Uh, nevertheless, I, I was so happy to see that one of the college students invented a straw that they can drop in uh, into their drink and pull it, and if the if the contaminants of that drink turns colors, they know that it has been roofied. So I am telling you, you have to be careful of what you do and how you and what you say, especially if you're a prophet of God, because God will honor it one way or another. And this woman, I don't know if she's a prophet. Yes, yes, miss, yes, yes. Yes, yes, Minister Terry. 
the Bible is a real threat to school because once our children learn the word, amen, they can put the enemy down. All they have to do is know the word. Amen. But a lot of our parents, because they were mad at their parents for dragging them to church, then the minute they got out of the church, they did anything they could not to go back. And now they're back in church because guess what? They're getting close to death. They realize they need to get back on the track. Their kids have fallen away. I was one of those children. Amen. My mother got out of church because my grandfather was a deacon. He wasn't the best deacon of all because he came home and beat the crap out of my grandmother, who was his wife. And those beatings resulted in children after every beating. And and she was not the happiest woman in the world because my grandmother wanted to be educated. But she had to learn how to be educated at home. And it was just the worst thing for her. Amen. In the Bible, drug those kids to church, what for? For them to sit in the seats, to be pinched, to be beaten in the seats. And so when they got out of church, they didn't have the church in them because they were only being drugged to church so that it was something that was something religious for the families to do. You got up, you got dressed. No matter what your life was all week long, if it was totally chaotic, you got up and you went to church and you went to church all day long. That's if you loved it. If you didn't, you were stuck at church. You were just stuck at church just because mama did it, grandma did it, grandpa did it, and yet and still the kids didn't get anything out of it. They didn't get to really learn about God because what they were just teaching them was, oh, how I love Jesus, oh, how I love Jesus. And then after that, what else was left? Okay, Jesus was a little lamb, but yet they're not realizing that even though they're young, Amen. Yeah. There you, there you go, and that's the truth about it. And they're young, and they're impressionable. So what you do, what people see you do, especially if you're a leader in the church, you got to think about it. When you come out of church and you got little ones looking at you, and you come out the door smoking cigarettes, cussing and swearing at the person down the street, these kids are watching you, and they're wondering what kind of God you serving, and they're children. I see more children coming to God now, and it's because God is because it it overlooked an entire generation and a half. I'm gonna say and a half because we lost a complete generation, and then we lost those children that came out of it. So now the children that's coming out of those children is coming out of those children. Is what's happening is they're they're the ones are hungering for God, and now I I, I want to see this children's movement. They are, they really are, and they want to know God now. It's it's amazing to me how they want to know God. I my granddaughter is ten years old, and I sat down with her, and me and her was talking, and she was crying. I mean, she was crying sincere tears because I was talking to her about God, and she wanted to know all these questions about him. And I'm like, adults don't even ask me these questions. She wanted to know about circumcision, and I'm like, what? Yeah, they're very hungry. And I'm like, you're 10. Why do you want to know about circumcision? She wanted to know if if, um, 
my grandson wasn't circumcised, will he die, will he go to hell? And I'm like, I'm answering these questions like, are you for real? You're 10. And then me and her got, I don't know why, but the Lord told me to tell her that she, what she was going to be when she grow up. Yes. Yes, there is. That's true. That is true. Now, in my granddaughter's case, my uh, son and my daughter-in-law are both married. They're married to each other. And he, they got three kids together. There's nobody else. There's no baby mamas, no baby daddies. There's no other people in their lives. It's just been them having children. And yet, as a result, my granddaughter is the oldest one, but she's always been around me when she first was born. Now, my grandson wasn't. You can tell the difference between the two of them because my granddaughter is very, uh, very sincere about God to the point that when she went to Sunday school, she said, she said to the kids, they were acting up so bad in Sunday school. She said, you know, could you please tell your moms and dads to keep y'all at home if you don't want to learn about God? Because some of us do. And that just blew the Sunday school teacher away because she didn't even know. She was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> and she said, yes. She said, some of us want to learn about God. And if y'all don't want to be here, you just need to tell your parents to go sit next to them because I want to hear more about them. And she and it was so, it, they was like blown away with my granddaughter that even when she went to the pastor and asking him some questions, he was like saying, I got to look that up, you know. <laughs> but she loved God. So here we are. I got to get back to the subject because of this woman of the Board of Education kind of brought us being back to children, in which we really need to pray for them constantly. Amen. Glory be to God that she was able to do this. Now, I'm going to get back to this. So First Amendment in Evanston versus the Board of Education, that was in 1947, Justice Hugo Black wrote, in the words of Thomas Jefferson, the clause against the establishment of religion by law was intended to erect a wall of separation between church and state. Amen. Glory be to God. Hello, uh, Dion. Amen. So it says the uh, it says the clause against the establishment of religion by law was intended to erect a wall of separation of church and state. In contrast to the separatism, the Supreme Court in the United States in Zurich versus Clawson upheld the accommodations holding the nation's institute pre- presupposed a supreme being, and that the government recognition of God does not constitute the establishment of church as the Constitution is also intended to prohibit. As such, the court has not always interpreted the constitutional principle as absolute and the proper extent of the separation between government and religion in the United States remains an ongoing subject of impressed impressed debate. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So here it is. They, from according to this, it has been an ongoing conversation that it really wasn't something that had happened. So there was not really a separation of church and state. 
Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. Uh, do anybody got any questions? Because I really thought that that was something we really needed to touch bases on because it, it has been such a thing of everybody talking about it. And uh, I, I just needed to find out more about it myself. And I said, while I'm teaching all this, yeah, <laughs> I need to find out how all these things happen. <laughs> Okay. So I also asked the question because I wanted to make sure that I got it correctly. Um, and it, you can find lots of articles on this. And it it says the rumor. This this is a this is what it says. The room of distress in the in the Danbury Baptist, as it should have, consequently, the fired off a litter to the promised Thomas Jefferson voicing their concern. So this Baptist preacher has went on, and, and because of his concerns, he uh, when Jefferson responded to him, that's where this origin came from. But it actually never happened. Amen. So. A separation of church and state of law? Let's see. The First Amendment to the United States Congress states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The two parts known as the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause, respectively, from its textual basis for the Supreme Court's interpretation. So, no. There is no law. Amen. There is an interpretation. And you know when you interpret something, it is something written, you read it, you interpret it. Amen. Glory be to God. <laughs> so the United so why was the separation of church and state created? The United States Constitution does not state in so many words that there is a separation of church and state. The first part of the First Amendment to the to the Constitution states, and we don't read this over and over again, but I just want to just make let everyone understand this because you can ask this in so many ways and yet it'll still come back the same way. There is no separation and you can research that for yourself. Amen. If you can give me some um give me some confirmation of the separation and you got dates, go ahead, give them to me. Amen. Glory be to God. Sometimes we have to really take a good look. We have to read. And and sometimes we are so busy, um, not even busy, but we're so accustomed to people just shedding word, just shedding word, just shedding word. And people who are so traditionally being storytellers, they pass down stories, and then they eventually become realistic or become reality to some because this is what they heard all their life so they don't even research to find out there's any validity to it. And there isn't. Now we know. Is there a separation of church and state, people? (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So I'm glad I showed this to you guys. 
Amen. <laughs> Praise the God superintendents in the house. Well, the, uh, glory be to God. I thank the Lord. Uh, Prophet Prophet Parker is in the house. Praise God. Thank God for all of you that are here in the house tonight. Oh, not you're welcome, uh, Terry. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So now. I want to talk about the two people we're going to pray for for tonight. Amen. Glory be to God. Now, remember I said we are going to be praying for um, each each member of Donald Trump's cabinet, and tonight we're doing Stephen Munchen, and we're going to be praying for Uh-oh, I think it did something wrong. Okay, amen. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the other articles about who got let go and fired and who quit, and I like the one from Bazinga. I, I hate the fact that it's named Bazinga, but it had the most accurate account. I like to keep it accurate under the fact that I'm teaching about our government, and I want to make it as accurate as possible. Amen. I'm not perfect, but I do the best I can to do what I can with what's given to me. Amen. So yesterday we talked about, we prayed over cabinet member Rex Tillerson, Tillerson, and tonight we're doing Steve Munchen, and yesterday we prayed for Patrick Kennedy, who um, was under the Secretary of State for Management, and he quit January 1st. And then we also, tonight, we're going to be praying for Sally Yates. Well, actually, we prayed for quite a few people yesterday. We prayed for uh, Joyce Ann Barr. We prayed, oh, we prayed for uh, Michelle Bond and uh, Gentry O. Smith. Amen. So we prayed for all of them yesterday as well, too. Amen. So I want to be mindful of who we're praying for. So tonight, out of Donald Trump's cabinet, is Steve Munchen. And I really wanted to, uh, glory be to God, talk about him a little bit tonight and what his job is. It was so nice to learn everything about the Tillerson job. Amen. So I want us to learn a little bit about Steve Munchen, because who is he? He's the Treasury Secretary. Amen. Glory be to God. Sorry, I'm I'm typing. Forgive me for typing tonight, but it seems like every time I close a window, I close a window that I need. I set them up before I start, and then as soon as I'm closing, because I have so many pages open, I close one, and then I clo- I look up and I go, oh, no, I closed the one that I actually wanted open. <laughs> Always doing something. I know, because I'm busy. I need to just stop being busy. Y'all because okay. I figure that y'all want to learn everything. You know, I y'all do. need to stop all this learning stuff. 
<laughs> and I'm taking it all in. Amen. Glory be to God. Ooh, yeah. My uh, for all of you guys who missed it the first night, I sang, "Oh, say can you see? Oh, say can you see how you wander by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hail by the dawn's On the land of the free and the home of the brave. All right. So we're reading about the Secretary, the United States Secretary of Treasury. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm sorry. Can y'all hear me? I can now. I'm sorry. Some, you know what? It's very distracting when you're trying to teach and people. Um, <laughs> oh my God! So, um, uh, we're talking about Stephen, um, Stephen Munchen, Amen, and he is the United States Department of Treasury. Uh, he is one of the members of the cabinet, reports to the president directly. His seat is in Washington, D.C., and he is an appointed to the president and with Senate advice and consent. Amen. And his job, the secretary of treasury, is the head of the U.S. Department of Treasury, which concerned with the financial and monetary matters and until 2003 also includes several federal law enforcement agencies. This position is in the federal government of the United States. It is analogies into the Minister of Finance and many other countries. The Secretary of the Treasurer is the member of the President's Cabinet. So the President has his own personal cabinet that he's a member of, he was chosen, amen. So, and denominated by the position of the federal government of the United uh, President of the United States. Nominees for the Secretary of Treasurer undergo a confirmation hearing before the United States State Committee on Finance before being confirmed by the United States Senate. Oh, that's a lot to learn. The Secretary of the Treasurer or the Secretary of State and the, the Attorney General the Secretary of Defense are generally regarded as the four most important cabinet officials because of their importance in their department. The Secretary of the Treasurer is a non-statutory member of the United States National Security Council and in the fifth in United States presidential line of secession. And if you want to know what statutory means, it means that there is a time limit on it. 
Amen. So it's not statutory. There's no limit. Amen. The Secretary of Treasury, the powers and the functions of the Secretary. So the Secretary of the Treasury is the principal economic advisor to the President and plays a critical role in policy making and bringing an economic and governmental financial policy perspective to issues facing the government. The Secretary is responsible for formulating and recommending domestic and international financial and economic and tax policies, participating in the formulation of broad fiscal policies that have general significance for the economy and managing the public debt. Amen. So you want to tell some, you want to talk to somebody? Uh, Amen. You want to talk to somebody about what's going on with your money in government? This is your person. (laughs) Amen. Write your letter to him and say, what are you doing about this deficit so I can get a bigger check? Amen. Amen. The secretary oversees the activity of the department in carrying out its major law enforcement responsibilities in serving as a financial agent for the United States of the government and in manufacturing coins and currencies. The chief financial officer of the government and the secretary serves as the chairman pro tempore of the president's economic policy council. Chairman of the Boards of Managing Trustees of the Social Security and Medicare Trust Fund. So, okay, if they're cutting taxes, they're cutting your Medicare, they're cutting your Social Security, this is who you're dealing with. Amen. And the U.S. Governor of the International Monetary Fund and the International Bank for Reconstruction and Development and the Inter-American Development Bank the Asian Development Bank, and the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. Amen. So this is all part of the U.S. Department of Treasury website. You can read all of this information off of their website. Amen. The Secretary, along with the Treasurer, must sign Federal Reserve notes before they become legal tender. Amen. The Secretary also manages the United States Emergency Economic Stabilization Fund. Most of the department law enforcement agencies, such as the U.S. Customs Service, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the ATF, and the U.S. Secret Service, were reassigned to other departments in 2003 in conjunction with the creation of the Department of Homeland Security. The Secretary of Treasury salary is two hundred and five seven hundred yearly, and that's annually. He gets that for the entire year. Amen. So the the so if you go on Wikipedia, it gives you the list of who is the treasurers since the beginning. Amen. Do anybody have any questions? <laughs> You know, Diane, Dion is a very nice voice. Amen. Well, happy birthday to Kaya. How are you doing today? 
Praise God. All right. Okay, so now tonight's lesson is we are on day four. See that one? And that is from Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 3. So if you want to take your Bibles out or your phones or your computers and put in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 3, and we're going to go through this first, and then we're going to pray for Steve Munchen tonight, since he's our, we know he's our Secretary of Treasurer, and he's um, got a lot of duties and responsibilities. It's not just handling um, the finances here, but also abroad in Asia and uh, amen, uh, the other places that he has to uh take care of. Amen. So we want to thank God for the United uh, Mr. Munchen. So now it shall come to pass that if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations, above the earth, and all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessing shall you be in the city, and blessed you shall be in the country. Father, humble our hearts today that we will hear your voice. Help us, a nation, to obey your voice and that all we say and do. Continue to bless us, Lord. Oh, Lord, and give us a compassionate and giving heart towards those around us. Hold us to a higher calling, that we will carefully observe your commandments and be under a nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Father, tonight we also pray for Stephen Munchen. Father, we thank you for him right now because, God, he is our Secretary of the Treasury, God. Father, he is uh, in charge of not just what's going on here in the United States, as the um, treasury notes are going out that he has to sign and document them as well as help produce the coins that are going out, God. And, Father, not only that, he's also in charge of international affairs, God, that when it comes to monies in other countries, God. And, Father, he's he's also in charge of those fundings that are coming in and going out. So, Father, right now we want to say thank you for for the secretary. Father, let him not think it's robbery for him having the position that he's in. Let him not believe that he can steal or lie or cheat to continue to keep his position, God. So for God right now in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, I want you to continue to speak to his heart that he may do what's right, that he may do what's right, not just for himself, but for the people. Amen. That he looked towards the hills from which cometh himself, and surely that God shall come to his aid. That Father, if he ever should find himself in between a rock and a hard place, where he has to make a choice that's not that easy, God, that he would have to decide on whether to do what's right or what's wrong, God. Father, I right now I hold his hand in the position, God, that he would hold up his right hand and not just swear by you, God, but swear by all. 
that he would continue to do the work that he was called to do. Father, don't let him just treat it as a job, but treat it as a ministry. That, Father, he come to care for the people, that he come to make sure that what we are standing in the need of. Father, he has a, a huge debt that he has to deal with. And it was not just the president alone that has to deal with it, but here is the Secretary of Treasury that has to hold on to it. Look at it. Find ways to resolve it. Bring it back to the president to see how they can deal with it. So, Father, let him find avenues, God, of new funding, of new ways of helping to bring down this big tax problem that we have, God, to bring down this big giant debt that we have in this country, God. Father, for overspending, for throwing away money, for unnecessary things, God, that finally that we find a way to bring down the debt so that people can find equality in this in their homeland. Father, I thank you right now because you're going to give them this, this, not just visions but dreams also of how to do it and how to move it. Father, I thank you because I know that you can move it. I know that you can do it. So, Father, right now, put in his hands to the plow, God. Show him, guide him, and lead him to the way. God, I thank you once again as I continually ask you for for them to lean not to their own understanding, but to press their way into you, and you shall continue to direct his path. We we declare this all in your son, Yeshua Jesus' name, amen and amen. And we're not done, amen, because that was for the Secretary of the Treasury. Amen, glory be to God. But we also getting ready to pray for Sally Yates. She is the United States Deputy Attorney General, and she was fired on January 30th. Amen. And the, the, then the, the Deputy, Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates was fired hours after ordering the Justice Department not to defend Trump's executive order on immigration and refugees from the seven majority majority Muslim nations, the White House described Yates as having betrayed the Department of Justice. Amen. Glory be to God. Now listen to me. She stood up for what was right. This country was built on immigrants. This is a state. This is a country of immigrant immigrants. We are all come. This 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 they call this place, Amen. This is a, this is they call New York the melting pot because a lot of them come through there, but they come through other highways and avenues as well too. They come through Florida, they come from Virginia, Amen. Glory be to God. They come through California, they come through Mexico, Amen. Glory be to God. So they come from every avenue, Canada. They come from all these different avenues to come into this here place, the United States the land of the free and the home of the brave. Amen. Glory be to God. They come in here so that they can exercise their right where they couldn't in their own country. And yet and still, Donald Trump cut these countries off just because of what was done. He's, he's blaming a whole nation for a handful of people. Amen. Glory be to God. You're, to, you're blaming a whole country for a handful of people. Amen. You got the KKK out here. You got Aryan Nation out here. They're destroying immigrants as fast as they can. 
and yet you don't put them under arrest. You don't stop them from doing what they're doing. But yet and still, here you are. Uh, I may not agree with everything Muslims do, but amen, glory be to God. Hello? When have you seen anybody that was out of their way that, that didn't do something that was so tragic that we said we had to get rid of them? Jim Jones took a whole nation of people out to Jonestown and killed them. He, if he didn't poison them, he shot them. And we only know to this day where he may be. Amen. Glory be to God. We had that, that crazed guy that was down there in that, com, that commune that he had down in Texas where he was sleeping with all those girls and having babies with them, trying to recreate his own uh, country, amen, down in that little commune that he had. I cannot remember this man's name. But yet and still, we're going to blame somebody from another country and got people right here in America that ain't even right. So she had a right to stand up against that. She had the right to say, no, I'm not for this. So for her to get fired for it, we're praying for her today. Amen. We have to play that people that, that get persecuted for righteousness sake is what I call it. Amen. Glory be to God that we have to remember to pray for them. And I think we don't know to pray for them because we really don't know what these people are doing. We know we hear that people get fired. We hear the name and we briefly hear it. And uh, me, I'm not a news person, so I always get the news second and third and fourth and fifth hand. So it was so nice for me to see this for myself of why she got fired. You know, sometimes they don't tell you the whole story of why somebody quit or left or had to uh, all of a sudden, which they were thriving in the department that they were in, all of a sudden had to get up and leave their department. So I'm so glad to know that she stood up for her rights here. Amen. So right now we're going to pray for Sally Yates the United States Department uh, Deputy Attorney General, and for her termination from her position. And that maybe God will give, that not maybe God will, but that God will give her favor. I see Maureen Chen Daly has checked in with us. Thank you, God, for Maureen Chen. Amen. How are you doing today? Bless the Lord for you, Maureen Chen Daly. I'm so glad to see you joining us today, learning about all of this as well. Amen. I tell you, the more we have in our arsenal, the better we become. Amen. Because we no longer walk by ignorance. They said we come this far by faith, but we come by this far by learning of him and gaining more wisdom. The wisdom, more wisdom we know, the better off we are. Amen. And sometimes ignorance can be blessed, too, depending on the area. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Father, right now, I want to play. It's is Dion still here? Because I don't know if she went back to class. I'm here. I'm here. Um, can you, did you understand what I just said about um, Sally Yates? Uh, yeah, kind of. She, she stood up for, for the people that aren't uh, Americans. Amen. And, what she what she stood up for was that remember when Trump stopped a bunch of people from coming from these Muslim countries at the airports and had a lot of them turned back and turned away, a lot of their visas were turned in. She stood up against that. Okay. So she was Thanks. fired for she was fired for that. 
So I want right. you to pray for her right now. Okay. All right. Father God, we thank you for uh for the lady that stood up for for other people's rights. Father God, we we just ask you to bless her for standing up and 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 doing what what other folks couldn't couldn't do. We we ask that you go and touch no ma'am, I need you to go to back to the bathroom if you're going. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Um I just ask you to go and bless her, her household and and just keep her in keep her uncovered under the blood because I know she's going to be persecuted for for what she did. We thank you. We praise God for for her, and we give your name and the praise in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, Hallelujah. I just want to thank the Lord for that prayer. You know, it's uh, the Lord just told me that because I didn't remind everyone. We do. If you want to participate in these prayers, you're welcome. Just like she just did. Um, we have an open line on TalkShoe. That phone number, if you want to write it down, so if you, because we're going to be here for a total of 40 nights, amen. This is the fourth night. So we have uh, 36 nights left. And if you want to join us in praying for our country and praying for these people that are either still in cabinet or have been terminated, whether they got up and left or terminated themselves or they got fired, uh, amen. So whatever the whatever happens, or even if you want to speak, Amen, and you don't feel like typing in, you can talk. You can. I'll be happy to let them turn the mic over to you and let you speak, Amen. So, um, that phone number here is if you want to take down a pen and a pencil, seven two four 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 seven four four four, and the call ID number is. One five. The call ID number is one four five one two eight. Once again, that number is one four five one two eight. And you can see the number. It's on. It's on my page when you go to the Indivine's page, and you see the picture there that talks about if my people. And the, the call ID number is right there with the phone number, so you can always see it if you want to join in, and it's right there on that page. So please, uh, you can join us for prayer. I open up that prayer. Um, I wish uh, Sister, uh, uh, Superintendent Green was on here because I would have a close out in prayer. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. Uh, hallelujah. And once again, this is In Divine Ministries. My name is Apostle Orlena McQueen. Glory be to God, you are here at End Divine Ministries, and we are doing If My People, amen, for 40 nights, amen, glory be to God. We just got out of Teshuva, amen, and we're in a couple of more weeks, we're looking forward to um, doing our Bible study here on Saturday mornings, and it will be the journey of Jesus Christ, amen. We also... Uh, for those that are in the Boston area, if you contact me, 
are having Bible study here at the at our house well with the same topic, but I have a deepened teacher for that one. Because guess what? I can't keep feeding everybody, <laughs> and nobody's feeding me. Amen. So the Lord blessed us with a wonderful male teacher. Amen. Glory be to God who is teaching the Bible study here. Oh, amen. I will eventually turn it over to the Internet, but I, I want him to be comfortable first with the household, and then I will let him know that I'm bringing it to online. So uh, one step at a time, but I will definitely let him know. And it's on Tuesday night, so I don't think I don't think you'll be able to go, um, uh, Miss Barnhouse, because <laughs> thank you and God bless you. Thank you and God bless you. Amen. Glory be to God. Oh, you're so welcome, Susan Terry. Glory be to God. I keep thinking you're a minister. Are you a minister, a prophetess, an evangelist? I figured, I feel you're part of the fivefold, and you're hiding something from me. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. If my people, we have so many. Our website is ITVMC Training Place at trainingplace.com. So please go to the website. Sign up for the classes that's on there. I I have not heard from um, Pastor Moore yet. I got to contact him to find out when he's going to do his Torah teachings. And he's doing them here on Facebook as well. He's doing a Facebook Live. So I'm, I I told him as soon as he do it to let me know so I can announce it because a lot of people have been wanting to learn more of the Hebrew. So I only know the novice part of it, but he teaches deeper into the Torah. Yes, yes, I would. I would post it on my page. You work with spe- – I work with special needs children. <laughs> I love them. They are my – Oh, they are my heart. I have children that have epidemic velocity. I have children that have cerebral palsy, autism, um, blind children, deaf children. <laughs> amen. Okay, amen. Glory be to God. I will, I will. Oh, amen. oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes, I all of those that I love them. Everybody who comes to the door, they're my babies. They all my babies. One of the mommies hold turn the baby over to me and said, Go go to your mommy now. Go to your school mommy. And the girl was from the Philippines. But she just said, Go to your mommy and I took her because she just she grew up so fast with me. But I, I loved it. I love working with special children. Oh well, I'm so glad to have you here. Father, I want to thank you for each and every person that came out here tonight. Father, 34 nights left, four nights, uh, amen, 36 nights left, four nights we have done. Father, I thank you for each and every person who came to learn more about, not just about you, God, but about the country you created. Hallelujah. You said we are one nation under God, one, one nation, one God, amen, and one faith. One nation, one God, no, one faith, one God, and one baptism. Father, I thank you for it right now. Father, I thank you for all things. Father, I thank you for all of these, God, your people who are hungry, 
hungry to know the truth, tired of hearing the the gossip, the lies, the slander. But, Father, they want to know it for themselves. No more second and third and fifth and 100-year <laughs> information. But, Father, hearing it firsthand, put brand-new ears, brand-new eyes. Father, we thank you for it right now. In your son, Yeshua, Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. I will let everybody know when those Tory teachings begin. They will be on that website. And the website should be on, right there on my page as well, too, on that. It should be right there. Amen. Glory be to God. And please join. In the Vine Ministry does have a fan page, too. Join the fan page. We'll be, uh, Dion Parker is in charge of that page. Amen. Glory be to God. And she is answering messages that come through that page. So we want to thank you for that right now. So we want to give God the glory and the honor. We want to give him the full bone praise of all things. And your son, Yeshua, saying, amen and amen. Thank you. Hello? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.